welcome back to the This or That podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. This week's episode will be in the general rewind segment and we're going to be looking at social media. which I'm sure we all are aware of and have opinions on. I wanted to give you a rundown of my opinions on it and the impacts I think social media has on us and also other generations. I've also just realised I haven't watered my plant for a week and that's not a good sign because my grandma is going to probably kill me if she finds out. Anyways, let's just get straight into this episode. So just to let you guys know, I'm 18 years old, soon to be 19 in February, which actually that's like four months away, so it's not that soon, but it's sooner rather than later. I don't think it really matters what generation you're in. Everyone seems to have social media. My granddad has social media. He has Facebook. He keeps coming up on my friend's suggestions for Facebook. I only got Facebook, how many times do I want to say that word? But I only got Facebook for uni because that's where you can like join group chats and stuff. So I only use it for that and I've not been on it since in terms of actually using it. But you keep my, I keep getting emails and it's like, my granddad wants to be a, fr- is a friend suggestion. I'm like, oh. Even the younger generations have social media now. It's so weird seeing that. I went um, to a wedding a few months ago. This was just after it was confirmed that you were allowed to go to weddings. And I saw all these like younger kids, maybe eight, nine, ten, with phones, which I know isn't quite social media, but they had phones and I was shocked because they were walking around like they owned the place and it was really funny. I was like, confidence, but low-key a little bit intimidating I was like how am I getting intimidated by a 10 year old but it was it was just really when I was preparing for this episode I was I just remembered that um and I was like I have to say that like every social media is just everywhere now everybody has it or everybody at least has a phone especially smartphones but this episode we're generally just going to look at social media rather than like the use of phones and things I just thought I'd say that because it came to my mind whilst I was preparing for the episode So let's just get straight into it and address the positives to social media. This isn't going to be a long category, in my opinion anyway, but you know, credit where it's due. One positive, I guess, is it helps connect with other people. Um, You know, the fact that you can connect people with people across the globe. A friend or a family lives abroad uh, or has moved abroad, you can keep in contact with them. I have a family abroad. Some of my aunties live in Dubai, so... Uh, having social media really helps with me keeping in contact with them. Is WhatsApp considered social media? I think it is. Yeah, I just googled it and it is true that WhatsApp is considered social media. So yeah, I keep in contact with them through WhatsApp, but also through like Instagram and things. I keep up to date with whatever they've posted. I know now that like nurseries and schools also have social media um, to help keep parents like updated on things, especially during COVID. I think that's a big thing that now that since COVID's hit, social media has really sort of expanded and people have used it for a number of different ways um, or just technology in general. But um, but schools will like post things um, of the students and any sort of announcements to parents and things. So they'll use like Instagram for that or Facebook even as well. 
just ge- just generally social media um which is a good thing you know it's it's innovative it's a smart idea it's easy to do as well it's a good form of marketing which is another positive it's easier to market and gain a network so things like linkedin and accounts as generally you know my instagram account for this podcast is a form of marketing and getting it out there for others to see I think a lot of the time smaller businesses, usually like businesses students run, they'll use Instagram as primary source of marketing and also actually doing their business. They will discuss and sell th- with their customers via Instagram or social media. Okay, so now on to the negatives or the cons to social media. I told you the positives wasn't a long list. I think generally just like a sort of a summary of the main sort of concern to social media is that it feeds into and creates actually a lot of anxieties and issues surrounding ideal standards. So first of all, I think I've noticed this people around my age. People will post a lot about their issues or like sob stories. Um, So things like breakups or friendships or about like how bad their day was, which is good to a certain extent because people are voicing their issues. I think when there's more serious issues and concerns, the fact that people are speaking about out about their problems is a good thing. It goes across to a lot of people and there are others who are probably experiencing the same things as them. There was that, I guess it was a trend on TikTok where people would record themselves eating to help others that have eating disorders or there are pages and accounts dedicated to motivate and help people through their issues, which those are good things, right? They're encouraging people and helping others. We can't denote that, we can't undermine that at all. But when people start doing things like their mini sob stories, I don't really want to say sob stories, but I don't know what else to say. You know, like on Snapchat, where people would do that black screen and just write like, I'm done, I've had it with these people who don't treat me well, like all this and that, good you know know your worth but it's so weird to like think about that a lot of people like these posts I hate when people say so and so don't trust so and so or and the one I hate the most is like I hate all men I hate that phrase so much because you're just putting you're throwing everybody in that category under the bus and tarnishing them and making it seem like everybody within that category is bad. I think sometimes it feels a bit attention seeking. Like there's not necessarily any good that comes from you saying that. It's not advice and it's not a form of help to somebody. Saying one little phrase like that that's so vague isn't advice. It's kind of like, what's the point to it? I see it so much on Snapchat, I think mostly. It's like, it gets to the point where you're just like, come on now, like I've already seen this about 10 times, I'm just skipping through it at this point. It gets a bit tiring and it does sometimes feel a bit attention seeking, um, depending on what you're voicing and what you're talking about, obviously. So that feeds into my next point, which is on like tarnishing reputations. I think you see this more with like public figures or celebrities. Um, I guess this is like a 50-50. There are still some positives to it. We've seen so many times where a public figure or a celebrity has said something inappropriate online in the past and that's been exposed. I remember in my course for law at uni, They said that there was this politician who had said something sexist online in the past and that was exposed 
and he got fined for saying that. So I think it's good because it's so easy, especially nowadays where you can quickly gain followers through like YouTube or TikTok and you can kind of become a public figure quite quickly. Exposing them for doing things wrong in the past is a good thing and bringing that to light is a good thing. But I think a lot of people base their fame on their identity or persona that they provide via social media so a lot of social media influencers and I think again tiktokers their whole persona is made via social media people tend to like you through what they've seen online because that's the only way that they know you of course like they don't know you personally I don't know somebody all the way in Portugal their whole identity is made on social media through their posts through the images and captions and snippet videos like it's not necessarily you it's but it's what your followers think that you are, if that makes sense. Because that's all they can go off. Like, I can sit here and tell you what Tom Holland's favourite colour was or what Rihanna's favourite show is in the same way that I could tell you the answers that my friends would give. I could if I searched it and actively Googled the answers, but again, that's online. Like, it's not like I know them personally. So there are a lot of people that form their, I suppose, their identity or their persona via social media. And I think these sorts of things lead to catfishing, which I'll talk more about in a bit. More On a more deeper level as well, there are also issues on validation, which is like where my main sort of concern is, and validation through social media. So I think a lot of people thrive and this is this is not just like celebrities or public figures or public influencers it's just ordinary people like I think a lot of these people thrive on the numbers of likes they get or the number of the followers that they have and also the blue tick and being verified is sort of like an aim or a common thing people ask like you might tell your friend about a low-key musician that you like and they don't know who they are so you say oh I'll show you their Instagram and they might ask oh do they have a blue tick or are they verified or how many followers do they have It's almost like all of those features, having the blue tick, being verified, the number of followers that they have, all of those features sort of make them famous, which I guess is true to a certain extent, because of course, the more people that know you, the more famous you are. But it's that idea that that's what gives you validation. You only become relevant when you have a specific amount of followers or you are verified on Instagram or you have a a certain amount of likes. That's how people know that they're famous. That's how people become aware of each other and get recognition. On a more low-key level, I know so many people who have brought likes and followers. This is like such a common thing. There's also this thing where you try to fix or look at your ratios on the numbers of followers versus following and that's like such a big thing like literally yesterday my flatmate was telling me how she hated when people request to follow you you accept it and follow them back and then like the next day they just unfollow you I didn't even think about it at first but when she said it I was kind of shocked because you know that's the sort of things that happen and you don't pay any attention to it like you instinctively go onto your Instagram account and see the difference between following versus followers it's sort of a normal thing and you recognize the numbers I think that's the issue is the fact that you don't even realize you're doing it I'm not gonna lie I've done that before sometimes with certain people I'll look to see if I'm following them and if they're following me back and if not I think in the past I've 
them and followed them. It was actually funny, I remember this specific time. There was this one person in my year who did that to me. So they requested to follow me, I followed them back and then they unfollowed me and so I unfollowed them back. And then like two months later, they requested to follow me again and I was like, <laughs> no, I know what you're gonna do and I'm just gonna ignore this. So I ignored it, I clicked that X, I was like, not today. But anyway, that sort of thing does happen and people in my year, they would have like a thousand followers and I'm like, now do you really know a thousand people when you're in year eight or year nine? Like, no, I seriously doubt that you do. Not to say that they brought followers. It was like, how do you know all of these people? Do you just click and follow people just randomly? Like on your, I don't know, mutuals or something. I just doubt that you know a thousand people. Like I have social media to connect to people, generally people that I know, right? Of course, everybody has different uses for social media, but like through my perspective of social media being a platform where you can communicate with people that you know, how how do you know a thousand people? <laughs> like where where are you meeting all these people? in like this was like year eight or year nine so how old was I maybe like 13 14 15 something like that I'm 18 almost 19 and I don't think I know a thousand people to the point where I'd add them all on Instagram you know I also remember this one time me and my brother were talking and I had like 70 80 likes on a post and he was like wow that's a lot now to me back then I was like I specifically remember this I was like that's not that much like I was upset that I didn't have a hundred because for me everybody around me was getting like 300 plus likes so a hundred didn't even seem like a lot let alone like 50 70 which it is like a hundred people liking my post is a lot that's a lot of people but it wasn't to me back then it wasn't compared to other people and it's weird to think that my validation sort of came from that comparison like it's not until now that I'm older I realize that a hundred people are a lot because those hundred people are people that I actually know and kind of interact with but back then I didn't care like it could have literally been anybody like I wouldn't have cared who liked it as long as I got my likes up now that I'm more aware of this sort of stuff I kind of become concerned for future generations because I didn't get social media or I remember getting Snapchat when I was in like year nine. So I was like 14 or 15. But kids now have phones in like primary school, like year four or year five. And I'm just so surprised. I think the issue is that once you kind of give a phone to a child, social media is likely to come next. That's sort of the next stage. And so young kids from the ages of like, what, eight, nine, ten years old are going to be aware of the this idea of validation through social media. They're going to get these social media platforms. They're going to realise that people post on them. They're going to post themselves. They're going to be exposed to this idea that the number of likes you have means that you're more popular or being verified or looking and dressing a certain way is going to get you more recognition. They're going to be exposed to that from a young age. They're going to see these models and celebrities and see these like photoshopped images making them look super thin or have even complexion, flawless skin. And at that age, to be honest, it could be a poorly photoshopped 
image with like a, a warp door in the back and kids won't know. They'll just think that that's sort of reality. So they're going to be exposed to that at such a young age and from that young age think, oh, well, that's beautiful or that's perfection. And that's what I need to look like to be a model, right? That's sort of naturally what you would think. If you're a kid, like you at that age, your mind is going to sort of be manipulated into thinking that way. You're not really going to know anything different you don't really once you're exposed to that you don't really get the time to experiment yourself and find out things for yourself when you're on social media at that age you're just going to be surrounded by that and sort of sucked into that at such a young age again I keep saying it but it's a young age you're vulnerable you're fragile you are likely to think that this is what it needs to be this is what perfection is this is what I need to do it is scary because like if I for example if I have kids in the future they're going to be in that generation so unless I don't give them a phone or expose them to social media then they will be exposed to these kind of things like who knows in the future how more reliant are we going to be on things like technology and social media and if I don't give my kid a phone and everybody around them has one they're just going to feel like I've deprived them and like unfair treatment and all that so it's just scary to think that it almost feels inevitable that this is sort of just going to happen and how much of an impact social media is having on our lives now and how much of more of an impact it's going to have and possibly most likely in a negative way kids are going to start being diagnosed with eating disorders or depression or anxiety etc from a younger age because social media and this this sense of perfection being engraved and drilled into you at a young age okay moving on to catfishing right everybody's favorite topic probably because i recently like a few days ago watched love hard on netflix which is really i watched it with my flatmate it's a really nice christmas film it's all about catfishing i do recommend it uh it, it was quite funny to watch i was speaking to my flatmate just like 10 minutes before i started recording and she told me that, that the film received a lot of bad reviews because it romanticized catfishing and and didn't expose how catfishing is actually a real problem and the dangers of catfishing which we will talk about in a little bit but other than that i do think it is a good film it's a nice little christmas easy watch film i don't usually watch films like that but it was a nice film to watch it's called love hard on netflix if you guys want to watch it but anyway i researched the definition of what catfishing was on google and um, because i wanted to see if it would come in like the oxford dictionary or if it was still just in the urban dictionary and it is in the oxford dictionary actually it has two definitions so the first one was catfishing is the activity of catching catfish i just found that really funny but anyway the second one which is the definition that we're going to be looking at uh is the process of luring someone into a relationship by means of a fictional online persona. So, like I said earlier within the positives, you can connect to others via social media. Instagram, Facebook, all of that. So, this term catfishing was made because of this, right? Because people are fake it literally says fictional online persona so people faking who they are how will you know who you're talking to is actually the person that you think you're talking to right now love hard makes this funny but actually it's a really big issue there are so many cases where kids are talking to somebody online thinking that it's one person like a kid their age and it ends up being a 45 year old bold guy living in a one bedroom flat grooming and luring kids i see quite a few adverts on 
software that parents can use to monitor their kids' activities online to ensure that stuff like that doesn't happen. Because it is hard. I think it's actually it's like nearly impossible to monitor things on social media for somebody else. It's also weird that those sorts of softwares have to be advertised because they're aware of how unsafe it is online. But even then, I think it's still really hard to actually know what people are doing and like what your kids are doing online. It's so easy to finesse a system and work around it. Kids are smart. Kids are smart. Like, I'm not a parent, but how do you how do you find that balance between like keeping your kids safe without controlling every move that they make? I feel like a lot of parents ask themselves that. I think for a lot of people, and it's very natural and normal for this to happen but I think a lot of people get a sense of anxiety when it comes to them posting on their Instagram or on their social media I mean I don't really post on my personal account other than the fact that I can't really pose in pictures I literally just mess them all up and muck around in them but naturally there is that sort of sense of anxiety right you're looking at a picture and you're thinking about whether you want to post that because it's a nice picture or not and the more you look at it the more you contemplate over whether you actually like it or not I'm pretty sure there are other people that have done this as well but you know when you post something and then after a little while you delete it or you archive it yeah I've done that before I only have like two posts on my account anyways but I used to have like two or three more which I've all deleted now and to me me, I just feel it to be really weird like looking at a picture of yourself and deciding whether it's nice enough for you to post up so to me that's just weird I don't like doing it and uh, <laughs> I really don't like it that's probably why I don't really do it but anyways I think you can also get a lot from somebody's posts as well like if people post a lot of themselves or not even just themselves but a lot of posts in general you know you think they're more of a sociable person or that they've got a really good sort of photography skills like if there's loads of I've seen on people's account um them posting a lot about nature and things I think you pick up a lot of them you know they love the outside or that they're just really good at photography so I think through social media you can learn a lot about people but when it comes to posts and pictures of yourself I think there's a lot of anxiety and like pressure or stress that comes with that and determining whether you want to post this picture rather than another it's like you're subconsciously thinking about whether this picture is going to get more likes than another or more people are going to comment in this picture than another which of course ties into this whole idea of social media validation when I was back at school, in secondary school, um, sometimes I'd post pictures and people who didn't really talk to me, like we didn't really know each other or weren't friends at school, would comment on my posts, you know, saying this picture's really nice or I look really pretty or whatever. I think there's that sort of sense of validation, like, oh, so-and-so is so nice because they commented on my post. I think that's quite a common phrase. Like if one of my friends was asking me up, about somebody about this person and I actually don't really know anything about them but I'd probably mention the fact that they've commented on my post and say oh yeah they're really nice they've said that was pretty in my post or the background was nice or my clothes were nice or whatever I think that's just a quite a common phrase to to say and that sort of verif validation that because this person has said something nice about me sort of feel like an obligation or not necessarily actually maybe not so much an obligation but it's through that comment that I feel as though I know them or can say that they're a nice person and that they made me feel better about myself, if that makes sense. 
also another point is that when you've hit like a personal best on one of your posts for the number of likes that you've gotten so for example let's say I got like 80 likes on a post the next time I want to post something that becomes my new standard that's like unless I get 80 it's not the same it's not you don't feel like you've achieved as much or still even if you've got 60 or 70 likes there's still a lot of likes but it just doesn't feel the same that personal best now becomes the new standard and that might have just been a really good picture or luckily an extra person went on instagram that day a couple of extra people went onto instagram that day saw your post and liked it like it doesn't necessarily mean anything but i think you make it into a big thing it could just be a one-off situation or it just was a really really good picture who knows but whatever it is that becomes your new standard right i think that's just natural for a lot of people now if you haven't heard of or watched the social dilemma on netflix it is a semi-documentary film that is really actually interesting it looks at social media and how our lives revolve around it how organizations keep track of things and how they filter our preferences like have you ever talked about something and the next second you go on your phone and it's being advertised on your instagram feed it's really interesting i remember that happened to my brother and dad once my brother was telling my dad how he wanted like a panther necklace or something was it panther necklace or an emerald necklace it was one of the two and um my dad goes on his phone like two minutes later and on facebook he was being advertised panther necklaces my dad doesn't want a panther necklace he's not searched it or anything so it's a really interesting watch it's a really good watch as well i I strongly recommend it as i was watching it one of the people that were being interviewed in it said that social media digs deeper and deeper into the brainstem and takes over kids sense of self-worth and identity i think that just really sums up everything really well um and i watched it and i was like you know what, this needs to be in the podcast. Um, In it, they also say, another person also says, number of likes and comments gives short bursts of validation, which make you want to feed on that again, to get that validation again and to get that burst of attention or happiness back because you see it as a good thing. You know, you get 100 likes on your posts. That makes you happy. And so the next time you post, you... The sort of the reason why you're posting again is because you want that burst of happiness again you want that burst of validation you want that burst of attention again there were some stats in this film that showed that in america the number of girls admitted to hospital because they had harmed themselves increased a lot so for older girls between the ages of 14 and 19 it went up by 62 percent from 2009 and for girls between 10 to 14 it went up by 189 percent which is almost triple the same trend is also in the suicide rates where older girls the stats went up by 70 percent and for the younger girls it went up by 151 percent that's really baffling and it's clear that social media not just impacts us and people my age but older generations and it is likely to have a huge whether it be positive and most likely negative impact on future generations in terms of how they perceive themselves and this idea of unrealistic perfection
Before we wrap up this episode, I want to give you guys a quote, which is, you were born an original, don't die a copy, which was said by John Mason. And I thought that quote was really relevant for today's episode. Now, that's all I have for this week's episode. There's a lot more avenues we could explore and talk about, looking more at how social media works. But as I've said, I strongly recommend watching The Social Dilemma, which also touches upon the issues that we've spoken about today and also looks at how social media broadcasts current affairs. Be sure to let me know some of your opinions by DMing me on Instagram or email. My username and email address are in the episode description as always. I want to hear what you guys think and possibly even your own personal experiences with the influences of social media on your life. I really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and don't forget to tune in to whichever segment of the show that interests you. So until next time, I'll see you guys later. Bye!